Hey, creeps. I'm Laura. And with me, I have my two amazing, fantastic co-hosts, Rick and Tanya. It's hyperbolic. Hi. Hi. <laughs> and we are talking with the talented illustrator and musician, Easton Hawk. Thank you. Welcome. How are you? <laughs> I'm fine. How are you guys? Good. Good. Bad and sassy. <laughs> I know about that. Eating soups and making desserts. <laughs> 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 all right so easton why don't you tell us about yourself uh i'm a musician slash illustrator but that's the i'm a hobbyist illustrator uh, i do it on the side but i also have a full-time gig which uh i would like to kick at some point but not until my kids are out of the house but uh so yeah um been drawing you know as a kid uh, like everybody does except uh, mine came about through an ultimatum uh, for my parents because I would not clean up after myself and I would leave a trail of toys and I would pull stuff out and just leave it and they got tired of it so I got like a three strike rule and um, I didn't clean my room or I didn't you know clean up after myself so they took all of my stuff pretty much and uh, gave me a lined paper and some pencils and pens and uh, just started drawing and that uh, kind of stuff oh wow yeah so nice it's cruel, but it worked out. <laughs> it's it's created this talent that shouldn't be your side. Like well, honestly. also, you know, growing up in the 90s, the uh, TV was the babysitter. So having a healthy That's dose true. of yeah. uh, pop culture, along with being forced to draw, um, it really helped yeah. out. So I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> so how did you get into paranormal? Uh Again, because of the TV, um, I loved uh, In Search Of, I loved Unsolved Mysteries, mm -hmm. I loved, yes. uh, I guess, kind of adjacent, but Cold Case Files as a kid, I would watch mm -hmm. with my mom. Yeah. Um, so anything that had like a morbid or like a unusual like tinge to it, um, I always loved those. I love being scared. Um, my grandpa lived out um, in the country and had uh, woods all around his house and when I would stay there I live I would stay in the bedroom in the back that had this giant bay window looking straight into the woods so um, naturally around a campfire he told me about Bigfoot uh, probably when I was like six five six somewhere in there uh, yeah and um, so from then on all of my nightmares uh, revolved <laughs> around being in my bed in that back room and a big hairy man being at the window just like either tapping or um just just peering in no face it was always a silhouette but you could see the tufts of hair and everything yes so, yes yes, yes. i i sympathize because when i was around the same age i lived I, I was in florida at the time and i remember watching unsolved mysteries and they had an episode on bigfoot and i, I guess i was six or seven and i remember being terrified yeah. to take the trash out at <laughs> night and I had, I had, I used to ride my bike around the neighborhood and I wanted to do it at night. And I was too scared because I just watched the thing about Bigfoot on, on Unsolved Mysteries. I remember. So I sympathize. I remember this one instance. It was around the same time. I was probably seven or eight. So it's about a year removed. A year of those nightmares happening pretty regularly. And um, <laughs> we were having like a little get together at my grandpa's house. And um, 
it's it's probably like nine or ten i live in indiana so it's probably like fall so um it's pretty dark and it's pretty quiet and then you just hear the yelping of a man in the woods and oh. i have you know every possible scenario from tv going through my mind right and, uh, <laughs> so a few of the people that were at this uh, get together like went in and like searched for him it was just a guy that like um sprained his ankle or something on the on the trail. <laughs> but yeah, just the, the 30 minutes in between them going and recovering him and uh hearing that your mind's going crazy yep, there was i could see the wow. teeth gnashing i could see the, the taste <laughs> I could see everything. so but yeah that was definitely tv was definitely my uh my uh introduction and then um on the flip side my grandma both my grandparents did the doozy on my mom's side um, my grandma had a lot of books in her basement at her house because my, uh, my grandparents are divorced. So I would be just like thrown back and forth between them while my parents work. And, um, she had that readers, uh, digest strange stories and American and amazing facts. You guys know that uh -huh. book? Mm -hmm. She had that. Yeah. So I got to read about, yeah. you know, the headless ghost of someplace in England. <laughs> a lot of yeah. monster and bigfoot of course so yeah getting uh getting those influences definitely conditioned me and then um i'm rambling now but also being born in the 90s i got them in black movies which i was obsessed mm -hmm. with yeah so and there, there's a, i probably need to post the photo on uh, instagram at some point but during my grandfather's second marriage uh during the wedding i um stood up in front of everybody in the ceremony and pulled out my burger king a toy Neuralife. <laughs> yes. And you yes. can see uh, there's apparently a cassette somewhere that has the video that I have. Oh no. But you can <laughs> nice. see like the, the dull little flash from my Neuralife <laughs> and my dad, you know, football, football uh, grabbing me and taking me back to the pew. But so yeah, it's just <laughs> always kind of been uh, my wheelhouse is that kind of stuff. Oh, you're preaching to the choir, man. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's how a lot of it you either I, I can't think of anybody that I've met that picked it up like later in life or like during mm -hmm. the coming of age years it's always like instilled when you're a kid oh yeah, yeah. it's it's unsolved mysteries it's x-files if you're old enough mm -hmm. it's yeah it's always all of those things still like full of awe and wonderment yeah and yeah. I love that mm -hmm. and um definitely trying to pitch that to my my sons are uh, six and seven and um trying to pitch that but they are like wholly skeptical because it scares them and i and i Aww. Aww. also it's not <laughs> minecraft related so they don't really that's care. true oh love minecraft get them cryptid crate junior that I'm, got I'm, that got my eight-year-old into it it's a good idea i've yeah. been getting those are cute most every time i go and uh see cryptid comforts uh see lisa i'll uh mm -hmm. trade her something and i bring back the kids uh some sort of plushie because they both Stuffy. love plushies. yeah there you go slowly yeah. starting to implanted in their minds subconsciously yeah. so that that's what i do yeah i did that too <laughs> i started with our youngest when she was maybe six i got her this zombie pillow that was supposed to fold <laughs> it's one of those folding pillows that buttons scared the crap out of her <laughs> and we had to hide it because it was terrifying and then years later she's like i love this pillow <laughs> you know it's yeah. one of those things we're not yeah. now she's, six, she's 16 <laughs> And she's just as bonkers as I am. That's how it goes. This weird stuff. So I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. So you're a drummer. Uh, tell us about that. Uh, like yeah. Your band name and. Bands. Different bands names. Oh, okay. Um, my mom played 
um, snare drum in middle school. So we always had like a snare drum sitting around. So um, I was always semi-familiar with it. Then I joined middle school band and I just never gave it up. So I've been playing for about about 15 years now. So, hmm. um, yeah, I've been playing in a bunch of local bands since I was in high school. And um, oh, uh, I've got three projects going at the same time, but I kind of dip in between them and try to space them out because full-time job, family, and all the crypto right. events and yeah. drawing and all that stuff. So um, what one is uh, Tuesday Atlas, which is like Modest Mouse, brand new, um, nice. okay. me without you type indie rock. Um, Dormant, which is like a prog rock, post rock type thing, very mathy and twiddly guitars. It's instrumental half the time. And then um, Death Tax, which is like, just balls to the wall, blast beats and shrieks and heavy guitars. And it's a, so I get like a nice spread through everything. Yeah, that's so awesome. I, I learned drum kit through jazz band. So I, I learned everything through playing jazz songs, which is really fun. Nice. Applying that to mm-hmm. my different projects. But yeah, love playing drums. I'm a big gearhead. So I worked at, um, do you guys know what Sweetwater is? Sweetwater is no. like- I know the beer company. Yeah, there's the beer company, and then uh, in Fort Wayne, Indiana, there's a giant, it's like the Google of um, music distribution. Uh, It's a giant warehouse in Fort Wayne that, it's like the largest online retailer for uh, music stuff. It's really neat, and I worked there for a few years, so I got my fix of using that discount and getting all the gear. Yeah, So that's awesome. Yeah. Oh. There's an opening in the Foo Fighters if you're looking for another game. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I can true. keep up with those old men. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you are an illustrator yeah. as well. So what made you start drawing cryptids? Like, how did you get into that? Um, Besides, like, being locked up in your right. room because uh, you're in trouble. I definitely started more with... Um, you know, I like to draw the bug alien from like Men in Black, like I said, or um, I love drawing Star Wars creatures. I love drawing the Rancor and the Wampa and all that stuff. Nice. So um, I also got into uh, Goosebumps. So I was really into mm-hmm. uh, yes. Tim Jacobus uh, Goosebumps covers. And then that kind of graduated into old Tales from the Crypt um, reissues and the TV show. And then that gradu- uh, graduated into like vintage sci-fi horror and all those awesome iconic posters. Um, So it it was pretty much a very natural progression to go from, I love these old timey monster movies. I also love these old timey stories about people seeing something weird. And it's about the same time, you know, fifties and sixties and, you know, early seventies was like the heyday of cryptid sightings and the UFO uh, craze. So applying my love of that aesthetic in vintage sci-fi and horror into folkloric cultural um, flaps of, um, you know, monster sightings and stuff. It just kind of felt natural and um, I just kind of took to it that way. Yeah. Everything you're saying is it's like you're born several decades later than you should. Yeah. I, (laughs) <laughs> I'd probably I'd love to be like 12 yeah. in I'd like to be 10 in like 1984 86 I would love to okay, see the yeah. blob secretly at a drive-in or 
you know, John Carpenter's <laughs> The Thing is my favorite movie. I would have loved to see that. Oh, like, yeah. You know, and hear about how much it sucked in the paper, but actually it was like the greatest movie that's ever been made. Yeah. See, you're you're talking like my era and Laura's era. Mm-hmm. Like I I was ten when the X Files debuted oh, in '93, yeah. so that was so right. formative for me. Yeah, that, like I wanted I wanted to be Mulder. Yeah, so bad. like it's very very necessary yeah. and very influential or influential on my brain is that like yeah. adults feigning interest in these things that are supposed to be geared towards ungrounded like you know. It's it's a childish <laughs> thing. Like horror movies are for children, technically. Like it's a uh, it's, yeah. it's having fun. So I don't know. It's just uh, I've always loved that entire runaround. I love gooey, you know, textures. I love deep wrinkles. I love mm-hmm. bones. I love teeth. It just it's just fun stuff to draw. I love teeth. That's a weird thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> I love teeth. You yeah. just did a crazy night crawler. Yes. Yeah. Art piece of artwork. <laughs> that is so neat. <laughs> I, I sent it to my wife because the night crawlers are her favorite cryptid and she texted back gross. Yeah. And I was like, that's that's perfect. Yeah. I think I put creepy or so I think I said it was creepy. Yeah. I've been wanting it was to, really cool. Looking. Thank you. Yeah, I've been wanting to do the night crawlers for a while now but i could never figure out how to make them as gritty as i want them to be so i i want to make this cryptid series have you know like a a tinge of like reality to it so um, yeah and mr sam sheeran did one a few months ago and they were like cephalopodic like weird skirt and i got that things and i loved that and that was an idea i had just not as well executed so I started thinking about it and just used the Nightcrawler namesake to uh, form yeah. this warm symbiote on two legs. Well, it's so different from everything else you see out there. Like everybody's right. done, everybody's done walking pants. Yeah, right. so. and there are yeah. some really good ones. Like um, Trevor Henderson, if you guys knew who that is, he's like the siren head, like internet yeah. creature guy. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He did a really cool one where it's the like skin of the thing almost looked like. Um, it almost looked like neomorph skin, like a uh, xenomorphs from uh, Alien Covenant. Oh, yeah. That. yeah, they've got like a, a smooth, yeah. like dolphin skin almost. So I, I yeah. love that idea, but um, I wanted to go a little more fun with it. Fun and it, creepy. Yes. <laughs> well, I remember um, I was actually at Crypticon when you were there and I didn't say hi. I should have, <laughs> but but I was uh, talking to Cliff Barrickman and, you know, I mentioned, you know, my wife loves night crawlers. I love Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. And, and Cliff made that night crawler joke. Like, well, I guess she's a fan of worms. <laughs> and now it's like come full circle. Yeah, really. Where you, you've got your. <laughs> it's so funny. But yeah, that's. Uh... So have. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, yeah, it's a it's a fun. I love. I love the internet because of how easy it is to make modern myths now. And like, I think that's so interesting mm-hmm. that we're still able to make modern like folklore and legends mm-hmm. in the internet age where supposedly all the information that we're supposed to know is at our fingertips. So I, I love that, like that parallel where we're still able to like figment things and mm-hmm. I don't know, have a, have walking pants on an, recorded yeah. off of a recording from a cctv footage so mm-hmm. it's just um uh, it's just fun it's so simple well, it 
it evolves so fast now because yeah. when I, you know, when I was a kid, even through the late nineties, you had Bigfoot, Loch Ness monster, and that was it. Yeah. Bermuda triangle. Mm-hmm. It was just yeah. a handful yeah. of All things. The, uh, the urban legends. Yeah. yeah. The, like that was, have it. you guys read, um, the, what is it? The vanishing hitchhiker. Mm-mm. It's, uh, no. it's like, a. And the scary stories? No, it's it's very dry and boring. But if you're into uh, urban legends, it's a um, like a psychoanalyst or a, uh, a sociologist, I think, um, dissecting the meaning behind all of the like big famous ur- urban legends. So like Resurrection Mary, mm-hmm. The Vanishing Hitchhiker, um, oh. the, the Hook, um, just all of those like. Tales. The scary stories, yeah, 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 all the scary stories that um, what's this? That Alvin, book. Alvin, whatever his last name is. Yeah, I can't think of it. Uh, yeah, but scary stories. Alvin to, Schwartz. To our, Alvin yes. Schwartz. Yeah. But yeah, it's really interesting. Well, that that was um, a huge when I was a kid because it got banned from my library right. in elementary school. Which and, love any any yeah. banned book. You got right. It makes it makes you want to get exactly. it like yeah. just just like uh, Tennessee band mouse. Yeah, right. the M.A.U.S. So, the, the grand yeah. and then it skyrocketed in we, sales. Yeah. Yeah. We immediately bought a copy from one of our local bookshops. Yeah, that's like, pretty much. Just, that's like yeah. the that's your marketing goal. Pretty much is to write something that banned because <laughs> then you're like a surefire yeah. New York Times New York Times bestseller. Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So have you personally had any experiences uh, so I've had one experience that I can't explain fully, which um, I told on Jim Harold's campfire last August. Um, I mm-hmm. went to the Art Academy of Cincinnati for a couple of years. And um, on the weekends um, that I didn't have class, I would go biking over the river into Kentucky. And I would go from Covington, Kentucky to Newport. So those were two like neighboring cities that you could get to really easy um, and they both have bridges going into Cincinnati so it was like a nice triangle that I could travel in and mm-hmm. um, when I was in Covington it's full of hills and inclines um, so I I remember going up to a stop sign or a stoplight because I was on the street and um, coming to a complete stop start you know taking a drink of my water bottle just looking around waiting for this light to turn and to my right, um, there was like the corner of a building and there was a homeless man, I'm assuming, uh, that was leaning up against it, like completely reclined with his elbow on the street or on the sidewalk. And he looked like he was beat, like within an inch of his life, maybe the night before, like he had blood Gosh. caked in his beard and on his neck and um, mm. his nose was like blue. His eyes were swollen and purple and he just looked really, really rough. And um I like did the the white guy smile and just gave him one of those and uh, acknowledged each other. And then light turned and I start zipping down this incline. Um, so it's probably, I'm probably zipping by like seven, eight, nine blocks uh, in about 45 seconds, 50 seconds, somewhere in there. And I come to another stoplight and I come to a stop and the same guy is now at across the intersection. And, Oh, wow. <laughs> he, and he's looking at me before I look at him. So I'm like Whoa. doing my thing and then I catch eyes with him and I like do the head knock or, you know, the head twist and my like mind and body go into like fight or flight. 
and I just <laughs> I just zoomed back to my dorm and I didn't think about it for a couple of days wow. after that and then I started to like analyze the process yeah think about the time think about how he wasn't waiting for a bus there was no bus that like zoomed past me it was only 45 seconds mm-hmm. I was on a bike there's no way he could get from point a to point b before me and then you know not be like on the move like he was just standing there at that point good lord yeah so wow that's crazy it's a weird one um yeah <laughs> well, that's, wow. like there's so many potential explanations is it a ghost is it a time slip? right right is it is it something why else? are you why me is that's yeah. like my thing is but i mean i haven't experienced anything since then and that was that was probably 2015 so about seven years ago um yeah. my wife and i moved in this house that's almost 150 years old nothing um mm-hmm. so i always you gotta break out the ouija board Oh, that's true. No, we haven't pulled out that. the Ouija board. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's not real. Be quiet. I think I just <laughs> don't pull out a Ouija board. <laughs> no, that's so. My my wife and I are both skeptics, and she even won't do anything with a Ouija board or a spirit board. If it's, Ouija it's, board was presented, yeah. I'd probably mess around with it. Right. I, I'm gonna say it, but. Um, when I was living in Cincinnati, this was the year, my freshman year. So the year before that happened, um, my roommates were all very, I would always, you know, like stoke conversation about weird stuff and paranormal stuff. And, um, all of my roommates were very, very superstitious and Mm. also very, very high all the time. And, um, (laughs) one day we had to talk about, about Ouija boards because there were kids in the neighboring dorm that were messing with them like every other night. Cause supposedly the dorm next to us is like a ghost, uh, tour stop. Something Mm. happened there. I wasn't interested at the time. So I just never heard the story, but they would play with Ouija boards all the time. And they, the guys I was living with would complain about it and talk about it all the time so i drew a ouija board um layout on the dry erase board on our fridge and they were so pissed <laughs> off that they just straight up threw it away didn't erase it oh wow it. Oh, man. <laughs> well it's it's powerful like it's it's something that me even as not not a cynic but a skeptic i wouldn't mess with it yeah it is like a, i don't it is a psychological thing to a degree yeah so and if you believe in you know um, human-made experience, you're probably gonna, you're probably gonna be affected one way or another, or you're gonna find a synchronicity right. that points back to it because you know there there's a power to it if you if you are scared of something like that. So, but I'm also a big skeptic. All right, so you live in Indiana, yep. and Indy has some cool local legends. Tell us about your favorite, which is the ghoul snake right so my favorite uh indiana cryptid story we have plenty of bigfoot stories or bigfoot adjacent stories um my uh in-laws supposedly had a bigfoot sighting because my uh father-in-law's a big hunter and uh he and uh his dad supposedly saw something on don far's farm that's how they always it's don far's farm (laughs) Uh, but yeah my favorite is the ghoul snake um out of oxford indiana which is a suburb of lafayette which is uh, where purdue is um and it's the story from i think the actual date is 1889 where a 
community of people were noticing large circumferenced holes in their local cemetery. And um, along with that, there were like scattered sightings of a 15 foot long snake that was as round as a stovepipe. I can't picture what a stovepipe is being 27 <laughs> in the year 2022. They're roughly okay, like, like six, yeah. six yeah. inches in diameter. It's six, yeah, six, seven like to that. eight, okay. maybe at most. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, big snake. But then the stinger is that it had yellow eyes and horns. I don't know if the horns oh. were on top or on the bottom of its like mouth, but mm-hmm. um, there was, I want to say like a dozen sightings in like the fall of that year. Um, oh wow and then my favorite part of that legend is you know the there were holes in the cemetery which were leading the townspeople to assume that the snake was feeding on the corpses of the people buried in the cemetery of course yeah, of course so um <laughs> so they erected a huge mausoleum in this town of like 600 800 people it's it's a mausoleum that has absolutely no business being as big as it is for such a small town and they pretty much just snake proofed their burying method and um supposedly still today um you will find giant holes so i haven't been to oxford yet but that's definitely a stop uh, next time i head out west yeah me too but yeah, that's just uh, it's a. I love like one and done cryptids where there's not a sighting every mm. few years. I love one and done. Like this is the legend, and it's got a nice like tidy narrative where there's yeah. start and a stop technically. Well, that explains your choice in art. You've got the Loveland Frogman, the Flatwoods Monster, indescribable um, Octoman, well, mm-hmm. indescribable Octoman. Mm-hmm. You've got the Kentucky uh, Hopkins Hill Goblins. Mm-hmm. So it's. You know those one and dones and Jersey Devil. I'm gonna have to add that to my collection. Uh, yeah, anytime. <laughs> <laughs> soon, 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 soon. So Tanya, tell us about uh, the oil pit squid that you were reading about. That's also a local yeah, that's indie a legend too, and that's pretty. Uh, it's pretty recent. That's like the '90s. Yeah, yeah. Um, it says. The oil pit squid, as its name suggests, is a weird sighting of a tiny squid-like creature in oil. In 1996, workers cleaning a sludge pit in Anderson, Indiana at the GMC Delphi interior found strange grayish red squids of six to eight inches in length swimming around toxic liquid amongst antifreeze and automobile parts. One was caught and put in a jar that was stored in a factory but disappeared before further research was done. No more specimens were found even after the pit was cleaned and inspected. And though this sighting is baffled people for years, causing people to believe in alien spores, they could have been mutated earthworms or massive bacteria gross or possibly a hoax. Um, In the history of it, it says that um, the workers cleaning the pit, pretty much the same thing, at the Delphi Interior and Lighting Plant, plant number nine in Anderson, Indiana, found a several grayish red tentacled creatures about an inch in diameter and six to eight inches long, swimming in a goo of oil, antifreeze, and various other chemicals that were used to manufacture plastic car parts. Um, yeah. Woof. So, they- <laughs> yeah, my favorite part of that story is that there supposedly was like a big hush campaign from GMC. Um, 
Mm. And uh, before any like actual deep dive investigation could be done, the pits were cleaned up and that um, that specimen was just lost. So um, David Weatherly wrote in his book on uh, Indiana cryptids, which is called Monsters at the Crossroads, I believe. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. uh, he wrote about um, two things, the media circus, circuit, circus, I'm going to say that came through <laughs> and highlighted it. And there are apparently buttons uh, somewhere. So somebody surely has a button still, but they had um, GMC buttons that uh, a factory worker made that said it came from plant nine. Nice. Oh, wow. And then um, he speculates that there's probably somebody in Anderson today that has a mason jar with that little squid like, yeah. in their shed or in the garage. Yeah. It, they had a um there is a news report that was on reddit um that's march 5th 1997 and it says that um the mayor was talking to gm about demolishing the plant completely yeah which um hmm. and there was you know witnesses i think they were all anonymous because you know that's a really good job to have living in Oh yeah, Indiana. you wouldn't want to lose. <laughs> oh yeah, a, a so you, you ninja. Yeah, so yeah. you, uh, you know, I want to say that there's probably more to it that more people know about. They just um, don't want to put their livelihood at risk. So right, yeah. So that's just another fun Indiana tale. Uh, reminds me of the three-eyed fish from The Simpsons. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Immediately popped to mind. Yeah, even if it was mutated earthworms. Um, which was more likely probably GM would want to get rid of that oh, because oh, that absolutely. is such an environmental <laughs> issue. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. That they would want to get rid of that anyway. Yeah. EPA would be all over. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I guess in 97, they would have been as bad, but cause that wasn't that long ago. So yeah, but yeah, I'd say they wanted to get rid of it just for the environmental thing. Yeah. Probably. And you know, the, the coming uh scrutiny that something like that yeah. so i wonder and gm already has issues yeah right so and it makes me wonder you know there's quite a few gm plants i wonder what factors the indiana plant had to create something like that because i'm sure they all have similar mm -hmm. operations so probably you'd think yeah. that yeah. all oil pits which i'm surprised they're allowed to have have could you know breed or create whatever those were yeah. So. Well, I worked at a car dealership and the oil actually has, there is a sealed container that all that right. stuff goes into. Right. So if this was just standing open and that they could have been yeah. which, find a lot uh, of money. <laughs> which I grew up in a town called Kokomo, Indiana, which is like smack dab in the middle, right above Indy. And um, I remember there's a Chrysler plant there, a Delphi plant, there's something else there. But I remember it being really weird that we had like fenced off places in town that just had nothing on it. And then I, you know, my parents told me about pollution <laughs> and it just right. blew my mind yeah. that like, so this is, we have like more park space that we can't use for 25 years because yeah, you guys because there's crap on much. it or buried mm. in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah that's are, there's a, there's a GM plant like 10 minutes from my house. Now I'm going to go dig around. And yeah. No, be careful. <laughs> yeah. Next time we see Rick, he has like a third eye. 
If you know what, if I if my hair will grow back, I'll take it. And it's been blackened because probably they have guys that are stomping the grounds and beating whoever's (laughs) around. Probably so. Yeah. My third eye is black. (laughs) He'll come back looking like the Toxic Avenger. Oh, absolutely. I'm okay with that. (laughs) Yeah, he was strong. He'd be really strong. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'll take strong over handsome. (laughs) Wait, are you saying you're handsome now? I'm just saying it's an option. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Are you ready for some rapid fire questions? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> All right. Why is everybody always worried? I know, <laughs> it's so funny. Well, it's, it puts them on the spot. Yeah, it the does. Yeah. That's true. That's true. What is the last thing you watched on TV? Uh, I made my wife watch The Northman last night. Oh yes, she hadn't seen it, so we sat through that long fucking screen time. After (laughs) whenever I hear Northman, I always think of Eric Northman. Well, it is Eric Northman. That's it is. Yeah, it's Alexander Skarsgård. Yeah, (laughs) really. (laughs) We just we just watched it this weekend. My wife is a huge fan of. um, I'm blanking on his name, but the director of Robert. uh, It was. Yeah, Robert Eggers. He did uh, the Lighthouse mm-hmm. and he's working what was on his other movie, The Witch, and The Witch. Nosferatu. The yeah, Witch. Yeah. Okay. Like I, I have the perfect spouse. She loves those movies. Yep. So we, she insisted we watch The Northman. I was like, yes, <laughs> it's, What's it's it fantastic. On? Uh, it's on. I don't know. I bought it. Okay. As a vampire, <laughs> he was. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's an excellent movie. You'll yeah, like it. It's really good, and okay. I didn't realize that yeah. that's the story that Shakespeare wrote Macbeth inspired he was inspired by to write Macbeth it made sense as I was watching it but oh, yeah. I wouldn't have thought that there was an older you know uh inception of that story yeah yeah it's it's a dirtier version of Macbeth for sure yeah it is brutal and I love it <laughs> yeah me too me too <laughs> I am really upset at um how little we get to see Ethan Hawke I'm a huge yeah Hulk fan with a name like Easton Hawk. So Wow, right. that name is very, very close to his. <laughs> so much so that uh, a relative uh, addressed a birthday card to me as Ethan Hawk. Completely serious. Oh, I'm pretty sure he does not know who that is. <laughs> That's funny. Oh wow. Oh. All right. If you could eat only one thing for the rest of your life, what would it be? Poke bowls. Oh, nice. What? It's like a sushi. It's like sushi rolls, but in the form of a bowl. So like rice bed. Oh, okay. I know what yeah. those are. Yeah, my friend makes those. Uh, yeah. Fort Wayne, they're they're so good. They've got everything you need. So I would say poke. Okay. Cool. Yeah, good answer. What is your favorite true crime podcast? I would say last podcast, like everybody else, but I also love Generation Y. Okay. Have you guys listened to them? No, they're fairly dry. They're not funny, and I think that's why I like because <laughs> I've had more than enough of Ben and Henry being frat boys in my ears. For right. The last right. 10 years. Well, that's that's why I stopped with last podcast. Like, I love their research, and I, I love say, if I could just episodes. have Marcus like do yeah. one a month by himself, I feel like I would like it would rekindle my love for that show. Yeah, yeah. Henry Zabrowski is too much, I, and you know what? Ben is so so funny but mm-hmm. he he just has like a college kid like yeah. way about him that i it's, just it kills me half the time I, 
I think it's smarmy. I think that's the way it would be. Smarmy, that's a good yeah. word. He's like he's yeah. super smart. He has a, a oh, degree yeah. in political science. Like he's super smart. Mm. But God, does he like to dumb it down? Mm. <laughs> we do too. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. We're not smarmy. Um, we're not we're never smart. Generation I can be smart more like modern, like They'll go back to like cases from the seventies and stuff, and they'll mm. they'll go into some paranormal type stuff, but they do a lot of like deep cut missing persons cases or deep cut um, murder cases that I otherwise wouldn't have heard of, yes. along with the big ones. So, um, like their episode on what is his name, Rod Farrell? He was the vampire um, kid from. Oh, yeah. I think that was in the 90s, maybe late 80s. Um, they did a really good episode on him. I think that's what hooked me. Was he the one that convinced his girlfriend to kill her parents? He he started or he joined a vampire like cult as yeah. a bored, you know, dusty kid and then uh, <laughs> branched away from that. As we do. Yeah, as you do. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then created his own like rival vampire cult and then he just like kept yes anding himself Mm. to um eventually traveling down to i want to say florida and Mm. um murdering the parents of a girl that he was interested in she was always talking about how much she hated them and they were like Mm. you know harsh and hurt mellow and (laughs) <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, he killed them and then they made it to like New Orleans and then they were picked up. And he was, oh, I think wow. he was 17 at the time, but he was tried as an adult. So, yeah, I remember yeah, one that, of those. Yeah. That was that was on the heels of the whole D&D is Satan. I was going to say, I am oh, yeah. a huge sucker yeah. for like satanic panic bullshit. Yep. So really into that. I lived through that, y'all. It sucked. <laughs> we're living through a second <laughs> wave, or a, you know, we're living through yeah. another iteration of it with QAnon. We, yes. Yeah. We just we just yes. play D and D harder. Yeah. That's, that's what we do. <laughs> do you guys read comic books? Some. Yeah. Here Have you guys read the Department of Truth? No. I've heard of it. Yeah, okay. I know Mark Stores with Krypton yeah. was talking about if it. If you so, yeah. loved the X Files, you would love Department of Truth because it takes all the x-files-esque government body stuff and then mixes it with the tulpa concept and then mixes it with modern conspiracy theories and it's so well written and it is it is a perfect like storyline cool i'll have to check definitely check that out yeah uh what is your favorite breakfast food (laughs) um i'm pretty i'm pretty standard i like like eggs and hash browns and uh bacon how do you like your eggs? Over easy. <laughs> that was the correct answer. Yep. <laughs> <Right> <laughs> <over. Yeah. laughs> All right. Toilet paper over or under? Over. Correct answer. I have yeah, it's very correct. Move answer. <laughs> There's I'm only one person, like Laura said, that has done that. <laughs> right well, the, the patent for toilet paper shows it going over. Well, it makes I more sense because if it's under, you just... It'll yank all the way across the room if you, I mean, like, I'm not being violent with the toilet paper, but <laughs> it's made to go over. Yeah, yeah, over <laughs> it naturally makes a, a, a lip for you to grab. If it's against something yeah, on if the it's under, under you have like, to, like, scrape your hand and your knuckles against whatever the exactly. holder is against. 
<laughs> it just doesn't make any damn sense. And I'm tired no. of pretending that it does. No, it doesn't. I'm, go- I'm, glad you- I'm glad you're standing up for, for this. Uh, I'll start yelling. You have to take a stand sometimes. <laughs> Do you prefer texting or talking? Texting. Also the correct yeah. answer. Yeah, at this point, um, with I've had an iPhone for who knows how long. At this point, I don't have to look and I can like just do the old like let my thumb dance around and I don't have to think about it. So I would rather yep. do that than suffer through <laughs> a phone call that I'm trying to get out of from the get-go. Oh, phone call is an inconvenience. Oh, I'm texting is and if it can't if you can't text it, we have voice memos. You can send me a snippet of what you're trying to convey. <laughs> and I can send right. I would rather do that than have the tit for tat. You can yeah. have a whole conversation that way. And you don't have to have like these little <laughs> pauses and how's the weather. Right. Yeah. The check out. <laughs> yeah. Your conversation in little snippets. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. All right, Rick or Tanya, do you guys have any questions for him? Ooh. Yes, I have one. Go oh, for it. Yeah. No, you first. Uh, if you ha- if you had to see something, would it be uh, a ghost, an alien, or a cryptid? Definitely a cryptid. Why? Well, actually, now that I think about it, <laughs> I feel like alien would probably, well, I'm going to go alien. I take it back. I okay. rescind. Uh, I'm yeah. going to say alien. Uh just because um, I don't think there's any like religious uh, like connotations with aliens, whereas a ghost mm-hmm. there, you know, you can skew it into a religious doctrine. That's true. You know? yeah. Um, yeah. I would say alien just because of, uh, I feel like there's a, a little more what if with an alien mm-hmm. than a cryptid. A cryptid I could kind of write off as, with like the oil pits, uh, slugs right. as a fluke, but an alien, yeah. uh, plus intelligence wise, I would say. Would yep. be right. Yeah. Well, it's more impactful. It's, it, it affects everything we do. If we discover there's a Bigfoot, that's, that's right. really cool yeah, been, and awesome. We've been, yeah. you know, on the trail of Bigfoot for centuries. So whereas yeah. I feel like, I mean, I only have a taste of what modern, like, alien ufology would be you know from the 40s to today so i don't know i feel like the, seeing a yeti or seeing a cryptid wouldn't shift my paradigm as much as seeing an alien would absolutely mm-hmm. yeah i think yeah, that was my true. answer yeah. i think when we all talked about it that was my answer yeah i think UFOs, yeah, yeah. We get it, Rick. You like him, okay? <laughs> I do like Easton. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> also, why I'm here. <laughs> and I, I want to say, my I just told my wife who I was talking to. She's like, "Oh, I like him." She, I so oh, I wanted to, to tell you that. So you have you have fans, yeah. You well, have, you have fans. fans. Easton yeah. is living my nightmare right now because he is sitting in a room that has gotten darker, darker and darker and darker and, and, darker, <laughs> and it's a. <laughs> creepy attic that he's um, in yeah and there's certainly i would have and he's sitting to the side and have... all some big ghouly monster needs to come up beside I him take, okay <laughs> i take it back we did have two strange things happen since uh we started living here one is not that strange but still kind of strange the milk was on top of the fridge and Ooh, my wife would do that yeah it's gonna be uh <laughs> That's okay. My it's wife wouldn't put milk on top cool. of the fridge, and I certainly wouldn't put milk um, on no. top of the fridge. So I don't know how that got there. I'm going to count and that as... And kids probably aren't tall enough. No, absolutely not. Or have yeah. the, like, I don't know, the ambition to put a 
to climb on a yeah. chair yeah the second thing when we first moved in we were working on renovations like room to room so we all um lived or slept in one big room that um which is oh. the boys' room and right next to where our bed was and my side of the bed um is the door frame and the door to the attic where i'm at right now where you're and, sitting in pitch black yes. <laughs> and um <laughs> I was well, it's there. nice that you have somebody sitting behind you there. That's really yeah, cool. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I have a pretty good wingspan, so I can always <laughs> just turn around. Wow. Right down the five steps that are up here. But uh, I was getting ready one day next to the bed, and we had been sleeping like this for like I want to say a month and a half at that point. And out of nowhere, I noticed that there's like a straight up drywall nail sticking out next to my side of the bed. Like there's like three or four inches of just big, thick drywall nail. And surely my bumbling ass would have brushed against it. I would have gotten clipped by it, something. But one day my wife was sitting on the bed next to me and I was like, have you ever seen this before? Where did this come from? <laughs> wow. So, yeah, I would say that's something. <laughs> uh, I'm right. You have to. <laughs> I want to. Well, yeah, if, if you're like my wife and I, we explain that stuff away. Like it's, so I get it. I oh, totally yeah. understand. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, it's just a nail sticking out. It's fine. <laughs> Rick, did you have any other questions for us? I did. So, you just came out with your Jersey Devil, which I will get. You're working on your Nightcrawler. Yeah. What is your next cryptid you have lined up? Uh, after Nightcrawler, I feel like it's owed that I do um, the Snallygaster for nice. So, that will yeah. probably be next. I want to Very start cool. to get more into like just weirder phenomena. So, I really want to do like a Grinning Man. Uh, I've had an idea to do a Goosebumps cover ripoff, but with the Black Eyed Children. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That'd be be cool. cool. (laughs) I think that'll be more towards Halloween. But um, yeah, yeah, I've been doing a lot more commissions than I want to. um, So it's kind of slowed down. But um, yeah, I think Snallygaster will probably be next. Nice. It's a good choice. Yeah, yeah, it's your one and done thing almost. So yeah, right. That's mm-hmm. perfect. So. Um, is that it? I think that's it. Do you have anything? That's else? all I got. Yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> all right. I'm just waiting for a ghost to pop up. Yeah, for coming on the show and talking with us. Yeah, it's totally. been rad. Yeah, uh, tell us where people can find you. What events you're going to be at? Uh, I mostly operate through Instagram, so it's at Easton Hawk Illustration because I couldn't figure out like a funny or a good name, so it's just <laughs> Easton Hawk Illustration. Uh, my Reddit is u slash diaper feast, which is a Tim and nice. Eric reference. <laughs> <laughs> Great job! Oh my gosh! Um, you can find um, my Facebook page, but I I have like just let that thing die so uh that's eastern hawk art which is also kind of confusing so it's probably good that i don't Mm. use it uh and then my etsy is eastern hawk art um events i just got back from the kecksburg ufo fest um over the weekend i heard that was amazing yeah i am blown away though it makes sense because kecksburg is like a village so it's like a full-on like town event like everybody right oh is there 
So, but yeah, it's really yep. cool. I also like that it's three days long. So I was only there for Saturday oh, and part of Sunday, but um, yeah, it kicks off Friday night and then goes all the way to like 9 p.m. on Sunday. So that's really cool. Wow. But um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that one next year. Um, I will yeah. be at Cryptid Bash in Morgantown, West Virginia. That's put on to, uh, by the Moth Boys podcast. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's yeah. uh, August mm-hmm. 6th. So Saturday. It's from, uh, I want to say, 11 to 7. Um, mm-hmm. Last year was the first one, and it was mind-blowing. That was also my first event that I've vended at, and it it was incredible. So I'm really excited to see what nice. they're doing this year. Um, not vending at Mothman Festival because of uh, their back their back date. You know, they canceled the last two right. years. So it's uh, everybody that was signed up two years ago. Um is in line or you know set to do it this year and i just started doing this body of work last year um yeah being a musician i was doing a lot of you know uh show flyers and album art and t-shirt designs for bands and everything and then the pandemic hit and music stopped and i was able to slow down and finally work on stuff that i've been putting off for a long time so Mm -hmm. um which apparently was like the perfect time to get in because i feel like there's a weird like resurgence and like especially Mothman, I feel like during the pandemic, all yep. out of nowhere, Mothman's like a trending figure. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah. Besides that, I'm doing Folklore Fest, which I think this is the second year for that also. It's in Huntington. Is it New Jersey? It's in Huntington County, it? West Virginia. That's okay. October oh, okay. 1st. That's technically like their town's Halloween festival, but Ooh. they're like pulling the cryptid stuff to it. So it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. And well, that's then just south of Point Pleasant, isn't it? Huntington? I'm not sure. I didn't, I haven't really looked it up yet. I just scheduled it. Okay. That on my part. But, um, <laughs> and then after that is CryptidCon in Lexington. Nope. Yep. Nice. And last year was insane. So I'm really excited for this year too. Yeah. Are you going to be at Monster Fest? Oh, yes. Monsters? And next year I'll be at yeah. Monster Fest, which I. We will too. too. Wait yeah. for that. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm excited. Fun. Yeah, yeah. I, the lineup, the lineup there is very cool. Yeah, I'm really excited to meet the Astonishing Legends guys and Jim Harrell. Yeah, um, we met them. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Rick and I did. Yeah, yes. Scott and Forrest are super cool. Like they're down to earth, very nice, uh, very personal. Yeah, I've been listening to them long yeah, enough that nice. I, I don't know how I'm going to act. The <laughs> they. Oh, Rick fanboy. They broke. I did fanboy. I fangirled. Oh, yeah. yeah. No. He fangirled. Uh, yeah. They <laughs> did break my brain like two years ago when they started doing the Patreon stuff for yeah. forever and ever. Like I've seen photos of them, but listening to their voices, I thought they were switched. I thought yep. Scott's mm. voice was Forrest. Yeah, Forrest's voice they was sound Scott's. Diff- yeah. And I couldn't tell because I know they were editors or like video editor guys. So I didn't know if they had like yeah. purposely switched their voices <laughs> or if that's for real. Yeah. So, yeah. Scott's like gonna, six I'm foot gonna, six I'm and he sounds. <laughs> yeah. Right. So they definitely sound. Yep, I'm going yeah, to confirm do, yeah. this in person in Canton, Ohio in June of next year. And I'm going to see the yep. voice leave their mouths leave their face <laughs> yeah. yeah and then i that's can probably cool. trust again yeah. <laughs> that's that's what it is that's what all your counseling is pointing to yeah address it head on yeah exactly that's cool now well, well, we look fun. forward to yeah we look forward to meeting you yeah that'll uh, yeah. be a lot of fun, yeah, uh, be fun. definitely yeah cool. 
Well, and as always, you can find me, Rick and Tanya, and the rest of the party on all the socials. We have Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and Twitter. We have a red bubble store where you can buy merch like shower curtains and clocks. Um, I do please, have those. Yeah. yeah. By the way, <laughs> please rate your guys' Facebook group is awesome. Oh, thank I, you. I go to that for like inspiration. <laughs> your memes? Like, yeah. Well, the memes too, but like the articles and videos and stuff that yeah. float around on there. It, cool. It's very well Good. curated. So, and to oh, the point yeah. that I check it often enough that it sends me a notification unprompted whenever somebody posts. Sweet. So. Does it say like wow. Rick posted yes. and there's no comments yet? <laughs> yeah. Because that's what I get all the time. Yep. <laughs> I just, I told everybody to unfollow me so they don't get those notifications. No, it's, I might be the only guy yeah. that uh, appreciates it, but uh, I'm here for it. So yeah, I, I love yeah. it. No, that's, cool. Well, I so appreciate that. posting is, is paying off, Rick. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, no, that's, that's what I wanted. I wanted people to see this stuff and be inspired or at least uh, dig a little deeper. I mean, we have, we have a, such a great group of people. Uh-huh. It's a great you know, community. It really is. And it's, it's all, it's incredibly supportive. Uh, we are all inquisitive. We love the spooky ship, whether we believe it or not. Yeah. There's definitely, that's, like, that's it's a, you know, you don't have to subscribe to any of these belief systems. And I like that. No, it's just an open place where we understand that everybody in this group likes weird stuff here's a weird thing, take it as it is, you know, let your research begin. So yeah. Right. It's what I love. It's what I love. Yeah. I can. Yeah. yeah. Thank thank you. I can scroll through there for hours. So I love it. Yeah. Cause Rick posts like 30 posts a day. So it's It's branding. It's marketing. Yeah. It's, it's cultivated. (laughs) You're making a culture. That's what I want to hear. You're just you're making you're making Laura and Tanya very angry. Thank you. No, no, no. I'm just laughing at how y'all are fanboying that- off each other. <laughs> well, no, but but seriously, Easton, like I'm a huge fan of your work. I have your stuff on my office wall. I'm gonna add the Jersey Devil to it. I'm gonna get the Nightcrawler. So as soon as you I need those cards. Stuff, thank you yeah. so much. Yeah, um, I now have a smaller set. So whereas they're all 18 by uh, 12 before. But I work at a print shop. I manage a, a small print shop. Oh, okay. Wayne, so I get to do all my printing. So uh, yeah. Oh, that's so cool. I get to mess around with cool. stuff like that. Printing's expensive. Oh yeah, big <laughs> so, mm-hmm. jackpot. Uh, but um, so I did them at a half size. So you can buy all eight of well, there's seven designs that are um, mine completely and then the eighth one is a movie poster I did for a Bigfoot movie coming out called Strand oh yeah um, which is debuting at Horror uh, Horror Hound and apparently has already like drummed up a ton of um, award nominations I saw nice Uh, but yeah you can buy all eight posters I've done so far for 40 bucks Oh, that's a fantastic deal and then uh actually, <laughs> got three sales tonight they actually yeah, they actually got picked up by cryptid crate so between Ooh. between oh, cool. now and um next friday before i leave for cryptid bash i am printing a ton to hand off mm-hmm. at cryptid. 495 or something like yep. that because we had stickers in it <laughs> yep 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 so, but I really appreciate it. That's so awesome. it's uh it's fun, and I like oh, yeah. I like feeling like I'm accomplishing something here and there. So 
Hopefully I don't. Uh, well, you've that. definitely made a name for yourself. Yeah, yeah that's definitely. that's the thing with the cryptic community. We're all very supportive of each yeah, other. Yeah. Which going yeah. from like um, I tried to dive into like the uh, comic artist community and there's like so much one-upsmanship and like competition mm. and stuff and then falling into yeah. this like niche everybody like gasses everybody up and i i yep. genuinely like love everybody that i see at all these events all the time i love uh mm. danner and conjure dust i love jonathan dodd jeff with strength yep. mm-hmm. uh the moth boys obviously like everybody yep. that i see um at all these events like they are very good friends at this point and it's because we are constantly like just working off of each other it feels like so mm. especially you know i'll send stuff to jonathan all the time and try to get his input because that guy is like he is like a full-on like fine artist and me being a dumb illustrator <laughs> uh i always <laughs> ask him for like lighting um yeah suggestions and i don't know he's I don't know. It's just uh, it's just really nice to like be legitimately a fan of your like colleagues. So especially yeah, going in, in music, I definitely feel that there are definitely bands that um I play with a lot that um I legitimately like listen to, but it's just different with this type of creative community. It's a lot of fun. Mm. So mm-hmm. it's yeah, best. it's it's very much uplifting everyone. Yeah, absolutely. that's 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 what we that was part of our goal with doing this podcast is we know uh-huh. all these cool people and we want to to be a voice for them or at least yeah, help showcase them, them mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. get the word out. Yeah, yeah it's absolutely. it's just a wholesome it's a wholesome concept, you know. Excuse me, believing in paranormal stuff without you know going overboard. <laughs> um, it's usually a pretty like wholesome intention at least you know just yep. wanting mm-hmm. to live with wonderment and awe and you know what ifs so it's just a lot of fun right. and i i wouldn't have it any other way awesome right. neither, well neither yeah. would we <laughs> yeah well thank you again for coming on the show yeah. we yeah. really yeah. appreciate it, was it. So nice to meet yeah, you yeah it's nice to meet you thank you everyone for listening a lot of fun so thank you yeah, yeah. All well, right. Let us let us know next time you want to come on. We'll, we'll get you on here. Yeah, I can uh, I can prepare something a little more than just the ghoul snake. So <laughs> let me know. No, this was good. This was good. Yeah, it was great. Awesome. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Bye. 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 Bye.